Gavin, can I get an intro just right off the dome, please? You want it, you want me to hit it hard or nah? Yeah, fucking Every hard, time. baby. I want it. I want you to hit it hard. Do 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 I can feel it coming in the air tonight. Welcome to the frat house. My name is Kieran Culleton. I am the host of the show. I'm your co-host Ryan Culleton. I am your slow host Gavin Menard. We have a guest today here. Yeah, special guest Matthew Spargo. Oh. You can uh, follow Matt on Instagram if you want. We'll probably tag it up on the uh, the show page. You want to shout it out there? Uh, seven Firefly Seven on Instagram. Where did you get that that app from? Oh God, um, something was going through my horrible mind in grade eight, and I figured Firefly was cool, and I liked the number seven. Shit, there's nothing creative. It just. Just a little bit of teenage angst. Absolutely, man. What's up, band <laughs> Owl City? Yeah, I was about to say, like, <laughs> Fireflies. Fun, some fucking hot shit, though. Yeah, to be fair. the best. Yeah. I mean, you've had a history of of painful names on your on your shit before, whether that be uh, <laughs> Snapchat or Instagram yeah. or whatever. Yeah, I don't have a great track record with that. <laughs> it's a fucking classic, honestly. Today is Saturday. We normally shoot on Fridays. <laughs> But uh, we shot yesterday, <laughs> and the episode that we shot was abysmal. I don't think it's a stretch to say the worst piece of content we have ever created. <laughs> there were some good parts. Yeah, there were there some, were good, some parts, good parts. But I've been editing a super cut of the episode to throw in here in a bit. I'll give it a cue when we're going to. But essentially, we, we recorded half an hour of shit. <laughs> Not even. Not it even, was honestly. just about half an hour of shit. And uh, I think maybe five to seven minutes of that piece of crap is usable. That's pretty good. <laughs> it's because these Hell two yeah. these two motherfuckers <laughs> sitting across from me, my co-host and my slow host, got really fucking high. A like little X galaxy slow yesterday. <laughs> yeah, galaxy fucking high, and it was just. <laughs> it was hard to to watch. I was asking them questions, and like I'm not sure what I'm gonna leave in, but I was asking them questions. And they were just ordering sandwiches. They weren't <laughs> responding. They weren't answering. I asked them this question, and I guess my fucking bad for putting them on the spot, eh? But I asked them, uh, what is the worst buy one, get one free deal you can think of? And the only response Gavin could come up with was Subway. <laughs> so, honestly, in my mind, that's a pretty good buy one, get one free deal. What if it was like the tuna sub? Two, two free, like a yeah, free but if you didn't like it, bruh, I'm pretty sure <laughs> Wait, so you, you get, get to select the no, 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 not for this one, <laughs> not oh, in my mind. They just force you to have a tuna sub, yeah, it's the worst one. Buy one pizza sub, get a free tuna sub, yeah, <laughs> bro. That shit's fucking nasty. I don't, I, I mean, I hate to like bring it up here and say anything, but tuna, tuna fish, like canned tuna, is fucking nasty, yeah. But what about that coveted? foot long grilled cheese sandwich from subway though oh yeah what about what about (laughs) what about the foot long cheese on bread (laughs) (laughs) love that shit it's a classic that one's a fucking great two for one deal (laughs) two two foot long cheese on bread sandwiches (laughs) absolutely (laughs) holy shit um it's actually supposed to be like giselle's kitten's birthday coming up here and she was talking about making a tuna fish cake for the oh, cat oh god 
and I couldn't stop gagging. <laughs> In all honesty, like I don't have the best gag reflex to begin with, but that shit was fucking gross, man. Like, it, how much money do you think you'd have to be paid to eat a fucking tuna fish cake? Hmm. The whole thing or just a bite? <laughs> I think it also kind of depends on what the rest of the ingredients are. Like, nah, bro, it's fucking canned it. tuna just sand castled onto itself. No, that's not a cake. You gotta put like mayonnaise and like, bro, oh, yeah, like sprinkle some fish flakes. Yeah, on oh. <laughs> maybe some cream cheese in it. Who knows? Like cream cheese. Yeah, some eggs. We're actually <laughs> making a cake, mm-hmm. but it's tuna fish, so we're not. We're not going to so cook wait, it right. Would tuna fish be like the icing then? Like you actually make the cake? No, and it's made out of tuna fish, tuna but the icing and then another would be like layer. tuna paste or anchovy paste would be the icing. Oh, <laughs> anchovy paste. <laughs> oh. Real thinker right here, boys. Speaking of one-year birthdays, our puppy Kodak will be turning one coming up here in what, November, right? December. December, yeah, yeah, you're right, because he was two months when we got him in February. Mm. December 13th, yeah. Yes, sir. So he'll be turning one years old. And as a, as a frat house, and him being one of the boys, an honorary member of the frat house, I think it's only appropriate to throw him the fucking best <laughs> one-year birthday party ever. I agree. I was talking with Gavin about this earlier, actually, and... uh <laughs> I'm suggesting we get him some strippers, like two strippers. We just like, oh, good boy, sit down, and he just fucking enjoys. Do you think that's, is that? I think it'd be better if they were dog strippers. Yeah, but like, how does dog strippers work, though? I don't know. They get like a really horny dog, and maybe they have a play with Kodak. I don't, I don't know. Yeah, but Kodak doesn't have balls, my guy. What's he going to do? He gets mounted at the park. He's a little <laughs> bitch boy sometimes. It'd be like that. Sometimes that's how it do, you know. We get Kodak in a devil's three-way. It's him. But he can't ease in the middle. The neighbor's dog. <laughs> <laughs> and then a little stripper dog. Mm, that might just work. <laughs> Happy birthday, Kodak. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we'll just we'll play this part of the show for him. He likes to he likes to watch stuff on the TV, so I'm I'm sure you know this will never probably never hit YouTube. But uh, if it does, on the off chance, he'll get to enjoy watching us talk about his birthday and planning it for him. It's just, honestly, I mean, happy birthday, bud. It's still like two months early. <laughs> no, <laughs> way before two months. My bad. Jesus, <laughs> fuck, That math Ryan. is not... Uh... <laughs> Ryan's brain cells are fried, just like he was last night. Yeah, last night really did damage. <laughs> anyway. We're going to move over to, uh, to our guest a little bit here. Um... As an introduction, his name is Matt Matthew. He is not Matt Matthew, but <laughs> but his name is is Matthew. We call him Matt, and uh, he's our cousin. Ryan and I actually grew up with the kid. Like, he spent years together. And Little if, days. Yeah, if you've <laughs> listened to the fifth episode of the podcast, uh, you would be aware that the person I was with at that time lived in the same place Matt lived in. So. There was a long period of time after Ryan had moved away, like nine hours away, where I was coming down three years just staying at Matt's place, like, hang out with this person, so. Oh, yeah. We, like, came up together. It's a fucking story. Yeah, man. But uh, you're in Edmonton now. Yes, sir. He was in, he was living in Fort Mac. That's the place we're talking about. Absolute shithole. Yep. Love Fort, it to Fort Crack. <laughs> <laughs> Brutal. What are you doing, like, in Edmonton? What are you doing in school right now? 
Well, I'm at uh, U of A for a Bachelor of Arts, Chasing History. So never going to make any money, ever, but it's what I love. So so like what kind of history? I like war history. Mm. World War One, World War Two, bigger conflicts from the past, mm-hmm. anything spanning just a huge area. Massive global conflicts. The Great Australian Ostrich War. I wouldn't call that a war. So much or was, as it a emus? <laughs> <laughs> was it emus? <laughs> oh, what happened there? Well, I believe uh, emus were stamp like they were tearing up farmers' crops at such a high rate that the farmers were complaining to the government, <laughs> saying that something had to happen. So naturally, being the Australian government and being completely sane people, they figured. Let's just send in the fucking army. So they sent in two man teams on trucks. <laughs> one guy would drive, and one horribly grizzled bastard would be on the back with a 50 cal. Oh my god. And they would just be pounding these birds with shells. But the thing is, emus are scary fucking fast. <laughs> And they just couldn't hit them. They would outmaneuver the trucks and escape. And the Australians wasted so much money on gas and on ammunition that never went anywhere that it's technically a loss for them. The emus won. Oh my god. Oh my fuck. So you're going into history. Oh, of course. What is... Uh, Fuck of all things too, like <laughs> I I don't think I've ever known somebody that knows so much about the past personally, and if you can share a story like that with such historical accuracy, it's sort of a god given gift and at that point you actually just have to pursue it. Oh, of course. Not to to my own horn, but yeah. No, it's uh it's something that uh it clicks with me. So I mean it's it's easy for me to go through and talk about and you know, I might go into being a professor at some point later on, just so I can share with people the incredibly fucked up stories from the past. Just all of all of the meme material that has occurred. Because there's so much in history that's like, you know, these huge important moments. But when you look down into the little details, it's just thousands and thousands of years of people fucking up everything <laughs> they could possibly do. <laughs> It's just a collection of people failing, and it's fucking hilarious. I mean, okay, war is funny. Funny war. The emu one kind of funny though. Oh, yeah, yeah, for fact. Yeah. Fucking Australians, Berkeley, go sit on a cactus and fucking bitch ass. <laughs> In terms of of war and historical accuracy and and all of those things. I've heard, I think at least twice now, a story of your vehicle essentially being turned into a weapon of war. Uh, less a weapon of war and more a victim of a war crime. <laughs> I, uh, I drive an old blue Volkswagen Jetta, and I, I love the thing to pieces. It's my baby. It's my first child. Um, if I had to choose between my girlfriend and my car, sorry, honey, but... You don't have 102 horsepower. <laughs> See ya. Um, no, I like to drive it like it's a sports car and a very reliable exotic car. And it's not. It's not. It's a, it's a solid car. But the, the things I've done to it. Oh, God. 
I've blown the e-brake on that two or three times. <laughs> That's I've, how we killed the uh, the cavy back in the day. Yeah, oh cavalier. Yeah, That's the sign of a car living a good life. <laughs> I <laughs> questionable. <laughs> I have to give no it to way, it. we didn't break the e-brake. It was yeah. a power steering. The power, <laughs> dude, the power steering went, the engine went, the e-brake went, and the transmission went. Remember Jesus when we fuck. made it back in Oak Tokes, we had to roll the thing to the house. Yeah, the two of us, Kieran and I, were both grabbing the steering wheel because there was no power steering. We were both trying to steer it around corners because if we couldn't do it on our own. It was <laughs> <laughs> it was awful. Yeah, so a, a pretty awful history of vehicles in our family, I guess. <laughs> oh, yeah. But anyway, back, back to your, your Jetta tale here. Oh, man. So two or three snapped e-brake cables. Power steering's busted two or three times. Um, I blew my timing belt, I blew my alternator, <laughs> I blew my front brakes, and I destroyed the exhaust manifold in my car. Jeez. <laughs> I uh, dropped a buddy off at his place after we were driving around, and I figured, oh, I'll be fine, I'll just do a bit of a burnout, as much as that thing can do a burnout. <laughs> uh, took off, tires screeching, and uh, it was almost like an explosion. <laughs> the car the car shook, screamed at us like a tortured soul, and instantly we were all panicking. All the guys, we stopped the car, popped the hood, no idea what's going on, close it, and we turn it on. <laughs> and it was it, it was like a rocket going off. We had accidentally split half of the exhaust manifold. So it wasn't so much uh, straight piped as it was half no piped. <laughs> <laughs> so half of the sound of the engine was being like controlled properly, and the other half was just out into the wind, and all the exhaust was going back into the cabin. <laughs> <laughs> so we drove it around for a few days, and <clears throat> Corvettes, Mustangs, everybody we drive past, they're all rubbernecking to try and see what the fuck just drove past <laughs> and it's this little blue abomination <laughs> this shitbox just coasting down the street um and of course when you'd stop because the fuel the exhaust was just going back into the car you'd have to roll down all your windows or you'd get gassed ah <laughs> uh, the perfect mobile <laughs> oh boy this was uh this was about two German weeks after too. I did a uh, DNA test and I saw two percent Eastern Jew. <laughs> <laughs> and then my German car decided to gas me. <laughs> Typical. <laughs> oh fuck! I just <laughs> the whole nonsensical like aspect of a German manufactured vehicle gassing a young Jew. Just I don't know. It doesn't really hit close to home to me personally, but I feel like it might to some people. So. You know, we're all about sharing on the show, and fucking cars especially are kind of a bad a bad thing here. Like, we're going to be buying a 99 Civic and turning it into the Fratmobile. <laughs> I'm certain, I'm almost 100% certain that will be our first YouTube video, honestly. will be the fucking car reveal. Better be. <laughs> I don't want to, like, do what like, happened to your car and just destroy <laughs> the fucking exhaust manifold. <laughs> so it sounds like that. Oh, man. We have a friend... I don't think I'm going to shout her name out, but she did the same thing to her vehicle, and every time it was driving down the road, it was just like, <laughs> yep, yep, <laughs> just wonderful. 
And just so you guys know, the entire time that Matt was explaining all of this, like just for the listeners here, Gavin was sitting across from me wincing. Just wincing, I think, just at the thought of the amount of damage that had been done to this car. That's a lot of damage. That's, That's a, a lot, lot of, of damage. damage. The reason that I, I'm actually bringing up cars a little bit right now is because last night when we did that shitty fucking recording, we talked about how we were going to uh, take my Versa, fix it up, sell it, and then buy a 99 Civic to fucking rice it out. And I don't think that's going to be uh, featured anywhere. But this segues directly into the fact that right now, because there's no question segment, I just want to probably for the next, like, however long it rolls out here, just let you guys listen to a shitty fucking supercut of last night's episode and just how it went so you can feel the agony I went through. So uh, I'm going to let that roll now. Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> <laughs> I asked you for an intro quip and you you gave me a theme song. <laughs> Perfect, use it. Dad. And honestly, I'm just going to start off the show right now with a big warning. The, the boys here are fucking galaxy high themselves. Sort of in commemoration of Branko last week as our guest. I mean, I got to apologize just a little bit because we had the kid on the show. We got him fucking gored. <laughs> oh, he just was mega seared. <laughs> and we put him in front of a whole bunch of people doing something he'd never done before. And he had like several panic attacks. If you guys listened <laughs> to the episode, you would have only heard about one of them, I think. I had to spend five hours editing that episode just cutting out random shit. And uh, three of the uh, panic attacks that were not in the episode. So, a little bit of an apology to the kid there. <laughs> yeah. We I'm feeling kind of bad about it, but we kind of just that shit was funny. Yeah, we kind of just sent him on his merry <laughs> way, just on a holy journey to, to frat house glory, I suppose. <laughs> the show. That was hazing. So, we just have to kind of sit on the sidelines and watch as uh, everyone else sort of lives out the dream, you know, of, of paying off student loans and being little bitches like what are you you're gonna be a lawyer little lawyer boy little fucking little fucking pussy boy pussy lawyer boy pussy boy lawyer fucking litigation cunt <laughs> 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 anyway <laughs> dinosaur <laughs> that's a good one you like dinos big guy yeah I like them t-rex asses <laughs> they go be like godzilla you know yeah I should clap yeah, T-Rex got fucking thunder cakes. It, that's historically accurate. <laughs> I wanted to, to use this point here to, like, segue into just a discussion about our scariest dreams ever, like our worst nightmares. Not in, like, a literal sense of what we would deem to be our worst nightmare, like, for me, like, working in an office or something. I'm talking, like, literally the dream that haunted you the most that has just kept up with you. Oh. was a nightmare where all I would see was black, and then it would be a bunch of one zeros, just, like, a bunch of random numbers. Just, that's all I can see. <laughs> just, like, the Matrix, like, code. Yeah. yeah. Your nightmare was code. Yeah. Maybe Gavin's a sleeper agent. Just, that's the activation Holy shit. Code. Yeah, what if Gavin's Gavin, actually... He was sent here to spy on the frat house. Yeah, and my dream wasn't actually a dream. It's just Gavin's been activated as a Quebecois <laughs> sleeper agent, and his French <laughs> is legitimately pristine. 
No, I'm going to cut that one off right now. <laughs> we don't need that. Are you sure? Can you say no. it? <laughs> <laughs> I think that was a pretty poor <laughs> attempt. Your family's even French, bro. What the fuck? <laughs> to be honest, though, like, I hear this kid pick oh. up the phone to, like, his grandma sometimes or whatever. <laughs> and she's speaking to him in French and he, he sits there and he kind of like absorbs the words that she's saying and he just goes uh, we uh, no <laughs> just yes and no that's all he can repeat back uh-huh. <laughs> you just repeated the same thing back in English see it's that's not, it's like speaking to her when I'm high if I'm like speaking to you like now <laughs> whoa <laughs> holy shit I'm whoa okay so it's like when when I talk to her it's like when I talk to you now that I'm high hi ass what you high ass Jesus Christ some some nights when I was really young, I woke up crying from it. Like I have no idea. <laughs> that, that math really hit different. Oh. Aiden asks, if you looked like Popeye, how would you react? So fuck that it's pretty much you you have a stroke. <laughs> you had a stroke. How, How does would that you react, at all? Gavin? Because it's still like. <laughs> I can't even describe to the listeners the face you just made. He just did like the half droop, like a stroke victim. It was hard to watch. Like, I think my stomach actually turned a little bit there. That's the Popeye. <laughs> That's the Popeye. <laughs> you need to get your eyes checked, motherfucker. But since when does Popeye look like a stroke victim? <laughs> when he eats spinach and he gets really big in, like, one arm. He fucking downs the spinach like one and then side. just be stroking out. <laughs> you know, I'm actually suspecting you may have had too many greens yourself. Oi. <laughs> You know what's not so beautiful? Branko's question. Branko asks, what's the best way to take a shit? Pants around the ankles? Pants off? Fully nude? I say, like, squatting on the toilet seat. (laughs) Damn, like a whole-ass goblin. Like, feet on the seat. Jesus Christ. I'm gonna go fully nude on this one. (laughs) Nothing's as freeing as just being able to fucking strip off and just... Anyway, you get you get the idea. I don't need to paint you a picture here. Ryan already did it with his shit goblin. So, <laughs> what do you say, Gav? Uh, where you're facing the back of the toilet. <laughs> <laughs> you're like holding the tank for yeah. dear life as you're just squeezing one out. I, I mean, th- th- no wrong answers here, guys. <laughs> just remember that when you're listening, there's never a wrong answer on the show. Gavin's just ordering some food right now. You know how it be the munchies fucking hit. They hit hard, too, when they do hit. If you're buying stuff, pretty relatable question here. What would be the worst buy one, get one free deal you can think of? Like, for me, like I was... for any legitimate thing? I or? could be fucking anything, man. Okay. It, legitimate, okay. whatever. Like, for me, I was personally thinking adoption. Like, you go to adopt a kid and, like, fuck, they just throw one in. 
Why are you giving this to me? Can you pick one for me? <laughs> I don't know what to get it. Oh. Well, they all sound good. All right, Gav. Give me a <laughs> while you're discussing your ordering here on the show. Why don't you you give me your answer? The worst buy one get one free deal you can think of. Mm. I don't know yet. I don't know yet. <laughs> <laughs> you guys are so high. This recording is going so poorly. Yeah. <laughs> we didn't calculate this. <laughs> we didn't calculate the risks. Like, I mean, we did, but boy, are we bad at math. We didn't think it was going to be that much. Is that what you got me? I didn't put on anything on oh, there. You I just a turkey sandwich. Yeah. I want you to read it. To see you know what? I might honestly just keep some of this in. I'm so fucking hungry, bro. <laughs> I'm so high that my head is like pulsating. Jesus I feel like Christ. a dump truck. <laughs> <laughs> Holy shit. Okay, give me your answer then, Ryan. What do you say, fucko? The buy one, get one? Yeah, yeah. God damn, I don't know why I'm drawing a blank right now. I'm just so fucking hot. <laughs> <laughs> I've given you guys two answers, boys. Come on. I didn't even hear the second thing you said. Fuck, like, you buy a wheelchair, get a second wheelchair for free. What just am I going to do with this? Bad. Yeah, what am I supposed to do with this? Put my homie in it? We twinning? I'll put your feet on it. <laughs> <laughs> okay. It was like a perma couch. I'm really trying to just come up with shit here. You guys are just looking at me. It's like looking at fucking clay walls. <laughs> Kinda. You remember you're those so like high and you're just ordering food. You remember those like pancake mind videos like way back in YouTube? What pancake mines? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you were mining for pancakes? No, there were, it was like these claymations of these blue people, I think, and pancakes like blew up if you touched them. Yeah, no, I know what you're talking oh. about. I don't remember what it was called, I but I, what I know what is. you're talking about. Yeah, see? What does that have to do with anything? I don't know. You said pancakes, and I was just no, like, I yeah. Didn't. No, I said pancakes. <laughs> Damn, I'm just telling myself. Okay, I guess we'll move on to a more relevant topic then, and maybe you guys can keep up. Syrup? <laughs> what? Not fucking syrup. Some butter on that bitch? <laughs> no. 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 We can do this. <laughs> we back. <laughs> Are you certain of that fact? Yeah, the second wind is here, boys. All right, well, give me I'm a topic down. then, high asses. I, I. Sex dolls. Okay, this has been Welcome to the Frat House. <laughs> I hope you guys liked that, uh, that super cut there. That is, like... The prime example of the pain that I went through just attempting to record a basic episode of the show. And uh, also, as sort of foreshadowed, my SD card for my camera just showed up as full. So this won't end up being on YouTube. Surprise, surprise. Surprise, surprise. Fucking surprise. (laughs) But uh, in reference to, like, cars, and and I guess just continuing on, this is a car episode. We're car guys now. We're car guys. Title drop? (laughs) (laughs) We will uh, use this as a fucking segue into another story of of Matt's, I guess. So, uh, I'm up from Edmondson. My uh, buddy drove up from Fort Mac, grabbed me, continued on to Calgary. And we we found out when we got to uh, the place in Calgary where we're staying 
my friend from the Mac brought a rubber chicken. It's a bright yellow, massive rubber chicken named Steven. His name is Steven. His name is Steven. And he is a wonderful friend. Now, we decided we were going to go to the mall today. And naturally, we had to bring Steven along with us. Of course. So we're driving along the road, and somebody has the bright idea to stick Steven out the window <laughs> and start just absolutely going ham <laughs> on the squeaks to everybody we pass. And we had uh, a lot of heads turning in our direction, wondering why the hell we were dangling a rubber chicken out of our car. <laughs> but we also had uh, some admiration from a lot of people. And it all kind of it all culminated in us being stopped in traffic next to an incredibly riced out Acura. <laughs> <laughs> and we're sticking the chicken out of the window, just going ham on Steven. And we see the driver kind of look, look behind him and start to smile, and he starts to giggle. We start to lose it. Steven starts waving hello at the guy. <laughs> and once again, we just, we were creating a noise complaint with this thing. It was excruciatingly loud. <laughs> and the guy in the modded-as-fuck car goes, Hey, I have an idea. All right, what is it? Throw it in the exhaust. <laughs> At this point, we're all we're all losing it because we think it's a wonderful idea, but we're not going to get out in the middle of traffic and, <laughs> and kill Steven. We look over. We see we're gaining a crowd. We have other people smiling, laughing. And as we drive off, as he does a little burnout and takes off, we see a little 12-year-old girl in the back of an SUV filming the entire thing. <laughs> documenting the adventures of Steven. So somewhere in the Calgary area, some poor child Snapchat story is slaughtered by Steven, and only Steven. Jesus Christ. Dude, I... So you guys know you're gonna have to actually put him in the exhaust now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's that's funny too because we're probably gonna buy a pocket pussy and shove that oh, into the back of yeah. the exhaust on the Civic, right? Mm-hmm. Those things do a nice fucking like <laughs> noise, so <Yeah>. a muffler. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's the one. That's, that's the, the noise. One. Fuck. <laughs> I'm so sorry that we missed out on the question segment here. So, Ryan. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna get you to ask a question now. Just just give us your best shot. I know there's something you would wanted to ask. Because this doesn't have anything to do with what we're now talking about. It's more it more pertains to what we were talking about earlier. Okay, wait. And find a way to segue that story into your question. Ooh. I want you to. <laughs> Motherfucker. <laughs> you don't even know what the question is. I don't. It's, it's I a don't lot give harder a shit. than <clears throat> <laughs> so little girls <laughs> <laughs> no dude the Epstein episode was a few weeks ago oh. <laughs> yeah alright Ron just has to fucking All right, fuck it. so going back to history a little bit okay I want to hear from Kieran and Gavin first, and then I want to hear from you. Because Matt will likely have an actual answer. Well, he'll have a better answer. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not necessarily looking for serious answers on this one. All right. But if you guys could go back to any point in history, like any big event that happened, and just 
do anything. Like, why would you go back to that time? And like, what are you doing while you're there? <laughs> so, I'm gonna go back to when Barack Obama was elected. <laughs> okay, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I am going to try my hardest to work my way through the folds of the American government one way or another so that I can get up to Barack Obama and essentially just, you know in uh, the second movie, Lord of the Rings, I think it's actually, for the books, it's the third or the fourth book, with uh, Wormtongue, the one character who's like speaking vile, foul things into the king's ear, just whispering things and manifesting these awful things to come true through the king. That's what I want to do to good old Barack Obama. End Obamacare. <laughs> More drones. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna go back. I'm just gonna whisper obscenities into his ear. I'm gonna be like, Brock, make black facing okay. <laughs> because if you guys weren't aware, you know, back in the day a little bit, I went as a an eyeball for Halloween <laughs> when I was about ten years old. <laughs> And uh, that picture haunts me because my mother, for some reason, who designed the costume and my stepdad, who built the costume, had some sort of, like, mental block when it came to the finished product because my face was the pupil. And guys, <laughs> what color are pupils? <laughs> They're fucking black. So when I was 10 years old, I blackfaced for Halloween. <laughs> and all I really want to do is go back and force Barack Obama to make those things okay so that I can live out my life less embarrassingly. So yeah, that's it. I guess I'm going back to like 2008. I, I yeah, that was pretty. Funny. I don't know. Yeah, valid. valid. Oh. No. <laughs> <laughs> I would go back to the old west. Oh. Okay. Okay. <laughs> like, like what year is that, Gav? Uh, uh nine. <laughs> <laughs> Whenever the old west happened, you know, I'd go pan for gold. Okay. <laughs> I'd just live out there and go. Well, I wouldn't be able to grow a beard, but <laughs> I would live out there and get like mad. I'd go mad. Uh -huh. Oh, like oh, crazy? Shit. Yeah. I'd okay. You get like mad fever. Yeah, I'd become one of those mad gold miners and just yeah. like live out my days there. Damn. Like get so fucking crazy that you've sold all your shit and you're panning for gold with your loincloth. Um, yeah, with nothing on, just bare ass. <laughs> and then it like teleports me back to the now, and I'm like. I'm just in some river right beside, like, <laughs> highways. Just fully nude. Yeah, just <laughs> sifting for gold in a fucking yeehaw-ass loincloth. <laughs> There's so many things that you could do by going back to the West, though. Like, you just want to pan for gold and go crazy. <laughs> well. My guy, it would honestly be easier to go pan for gold now and go crazy. At least you get a mm. show in Discovery. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, Jesus. I'm halfway there, baby. Going back to the old west, baby. Old west time, <laughs> baby. You're, you know, seven. <laughs> you could be an eyeball back then. You know, yeah, that'd be okay. True. Yep. Why black facing? Okay. <laughs> 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 yeah, let's uh, let's move on. Okay, Matt, what do you have for us? Oh boy, that's a that's a tough one. I have uh, I have too many like good things that I I could do, and I have too many bad things that I could do. Mm -hmm. If I wanted to be a good guy, I'd go back to uh, right before the assassination of uh, Archduke Franz Ferdinand. The for the start of World War One. The start of World War One. I. Or some some sad college student. 
tried to kill him, failed twice, <laughs> tried to kill himself, failed twice, <laughs> felt terrible for failing at everything that day, went to a deli to try and eat away his sadness, and watched Franz Ferdinand's car park out front, and he just walked out and shot him. Holy I fuck. I would have sat down next to him at the deli, just kept him distracted, talked with him, and let the Archduke survive. Without that, there'd be no World War One, no World War Two, none of the issues in the Middle East. We'd probably live in a more peaceful society. That being said, yes, but war was like the war swiftest form to advance us as... Oh, absolutely. Like, globally. So, what do you think the repercussions of that, then? If you go back and stop World War One, you stop all the, the deaths and stuff, but our technological advancement, like, slows down exponentially. Oh, for sure. I mean... Maybe I'd do it myself. <laughs> <laughs> just be in the fucking history books as the guy who showed up and just... Yeah, but you don't have a cool backstory like failing to kill yourself. <laughs> <laughs> That's for a different episode. <laughs> <laughs> Holy shit. But honestly, if there is something more recent, I would have gone back to uh, right after the Korean War when uh, North Korea and South Korea, they were chilling on the DMZ. And the United States was guarding the line between the two countries. And I would just go and watch around late August. Because there, there was a tree blocking an American uh, like guard post. So they sent a few guys over onto the Korean side to cut down the tree. The Koreans sat and watched and after a while went, Ah, eh, this is an act of war. Beat one of the guys to death. Holy <laughs> the shit! And the U.S. government... They wanted to respond with open warfare, but knew that that would be too devastating. So instead, they started Operation Paul Bunyan. <laughs> Paul Bunyan, the American lumberjack of legend, would be proud. They showed up with between South Korean and uh, American forces, probably 300 infantrymen. <laughs> A bunch of the South Koreans rolled up in trucks, and they were just like masters of Taekwondo, Carrying just axe handles, not even guns. Like few, just like bow staffs, basically. Yep, just ready to beat the shit out of some guys. A few of them strapped mines to their chests <laughs> and just dared the North Koreans to try and fight them. <laughs> Holy shit! The U.S. sent out a bunch of guys with chainsaws to cut down the tree. <laughs> what the fuck? And along with that, and the three hundred ground for the three hundred people on the ground, they sent out their largest bomber. Probably a good two dozen <laughs> fighter jets. The USS Midway, which was the biggest aircraft carrier in the Pacific. Oh my god. Um, artillery divisions, tank divisions, <laughs> and they had a few nuclear-capable bombers in the area. They said they had some guys monitoring the North Korean comms, and they could only describe it <laughs> as having blown their minds. <laughs> they were stuck there, shitting themselves, watching... The entire force of the North, of the South Koreans and Americans in the Pacific cruise right over the demilitarized zone and just dare them to do something. It was Jesus. one of the biggest fuck yous in all of history, and I love it. Was this all for one tree? Yes, sir. <laughs> Holy All for fuck. one tree and two dead Americans. Oh, my See, God. See, that's why I wanted to ask that question with Matt, because my answer is honestly, like, I'd go back to the medieval times so I could throw rocks at people and try to rape my castle. <laughs> <laughs> that's oh. valid, dude. That's valid. <laughs> oh, my God. That's like, 
that's like ancient history. And I mean, we can relate a lot to ancient history, Matt, Ryan, and I, as I previously alluded to, growing up together and whatnot. We've got a few stories when we were kids, but I don't think any one story quite encompasses our childhood existence as the one we're about to tell here. The story of the trampoline. It is, yeah. It's more like the story of demolishing brain cells in one <laughs> swift movement. That was a dark day for Matt's chrome dome. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking really yeah. fucked up the kid's mug. From what I can remember, yeah. So, essentially, the story's not terribly long. No, no, it was, uh, it's more about the, uh, the impact of it. <laughs> but... Ryan and I, we were traveling, uh, this is after we'd moved to Oak Oaks, the place that we lived before moving over to Calgary here. We moved a fucking lot. Mm-hmm. And we were going, Ryan and I, back to Fort Mac, which is a nine and a half hour drive north from where, from where we were living, so that we could come and see Matt for the summer. I think at this point, I was 15, maybe? No, I was 16, because I could drive. You know what? It doesn't fucking yeah, matter. It doesn't matter. <laughs> we're, we're all in that area. <laughs> we're all, yeah, all around that age. Like, not young, young, but pretty young. Pretty fucking dumb. The dumb never changed, I gotta be honest. If you've listened to the show at all, you would fucking know that. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, we went up to visit Matt for the summer. And we were spending our days essentially just running around, fucking shooting each other with Nerf guns, uh, jumping on the trampoline, raiding the woods, and, uh, playing, what, like, grounders? Yeah, <laughs> pretty much. Grounders, sand trap, anything yep. on the park. And just childhood shit. The typical stuff. So yeah. I couldn't have been 16 then. No, <laughs> no I'm pretty sure we were decently young. Like, yeah. I, I must have been, like, 13. Yeah, so I think that's about right. We were just enjoying our childhood. And one day, <laughs> I'm not sure if I can essentially tell this story correctly here, but Matt and I had been, like, double-bouncing each other on trampoline, and Ryan and I had been double-bouncing each other just like the typical shit, you just launch the other person. And I remember Ryan and I had showed Matt this special technique that had been developed, that had been passed down through the ages, which essentially entailed the person bouncing, grabbing the uh, person adjacent to them, jumping, flipping them over onto their back midair, and slamming them with their hand against their chest into the trampoline as they bounced, which would then essentially catapult said person to a ridiculous heights. Yeah, so in order to do this, Kieran stayed on the trampoline to do the bouncing. Because I was his, a fuck yeah. chubby boy. Yeah. yeah. I could get a lot of trajectory. <laughs> I hopped off the trampoline because, you know, we, we'd done this tons of times before. And uh, I stood on the sidelines and, and I watched. And this part comes in a little bit. Like, when we get to the end of the story, I'll explain my point of view. Um, but please continue, Kieran. <laughs> So here's where things fucking just go to shit. Because Matt, back in the day, he wasn't too keen on trying things that weren't within his wheelhouse. No, not at all. <laughs> I, was, I was also, it should be said, probably a third of the weight of Kieran. <laughs> <laughs> like, if you drove too fast in your car with the window down, I would fly out the window like a fucking napkin. <laughs> so, of course, we're, like, forcing Matt after all this time. Like, we're double bouncing him and stuff, and we're like, okay, you have to try this, bro. It's fucking amazing. Like, you'll be elated after you land this jump. It's fucking gnarly, boys. Yeah, it was. <laughs> so it took some convincing, but eventually Matt agreed. So we line up. I put one hand on Matt's shoulder. I put one hand on Matt's chest. And we start bouncing. 
and we get higher and higher and higher. And I'm like, Matt, you ready? And Matt says, I don't know, man. I don't know. I'm like, okay, bro. You just got to trust me. (laughs) And I was like, I'll give you a countdown. So I'm like three, two. And then I fucking just do it. And I slam Matt into the trampoline. I double bounce him. I let go of his chest. Matt flies up into the air, (laughs) goes totally vertical, feet down on the trampoline. He went back to feet, went so high that he over-rotated, and went then now face down (laughs) into the trampoline. (laughs) My head hit the bar of the trampoline. (laughs) (laughs) With a level of force that... Cannot cannot be comprehended by the mortal mind. <laughs> I think nuclear fission occurred in that moment. I my feet never touched the ground. <laughs> I went vertical, so I was standing up, like Kieran said, but a good foot off the ground, maybe two. Kept going, and I was I was in glasses, man, and I hit the fucking trampoline with my head, and I'm sent backwards. <laughs> Back onto my feet <laughs> from bouncing off a metal bar. <laughs> my glasses go sailing. My eyes roll into the back of my head. I land. I turn to Ryan and I go, Did you get that on camera? <laughs> and then the waterworks, baby. I don't know if I was laughing or in pain. But good God, was I crying. I think it was just a solid mix of your dome just being beamed off the bar so fucking hard that as you bounced back, everything, your body just thought you were dead. So it just released everything. (laughs) (laughs) But it's just like, your glasses, nowhere to be seen. Your eyes, fucking nowhere to be seen. And you're like stumbling, muttering to Ryan, did you get that on camera? And Ryan's just sitting there so shocked. I do, I felt so bad. Fortunately for me, I was standing right in front of where Matt smacked his fucking head on the bar. So I saw the entire thing from the landing on his back, and I, I saw the facial expression as he came up to that vertical position. And I, I saw not not pain, but despair. <laughs> Just suffering. And then... <laughs> right on his fucking head. It, it sounded like if you took two metal girders and just slammed them together. That's, that's what it sounded like when he fucking absolutely bashed his dome on the side. And then he gets up, he's mumbling, stumbling around. So we get him off the trampoline. We're like, yo, come here. We find his glasses. And then being like 13-year-old us, we're like, damn, bro, that was awful. So we start feeling around his forehead for dents. <laughs> oh, my God. I don't remember much after the after the crime. After I remember, the accident. I remember I was crying and laughing my ass off. But that was it. I remember stumbling. I couldn't walk straight when they finally got me onto solid ground. My legs felt like jello. I was just kind of wobbling everywhere I went. Oh, God. To be fair, in hindsight, there's a good chance you had a concussion. Oh, yeah. But uh, none of us were quite old enough or smart enough to diagnose it. So we just went, bro, that was gnarly. (laughs) And now, Ryan, I dare you once again to segue this 
into your next and final question of the episode. You want to know what's gnarly? Oh, God. I do. <laughs> so does the audience, I'm sure. Oh, yeah, absolutely, they do. Um, man, I ha- I can't remember the word now. I just completely... Like blanked right there. It's just the just the one fucking word that I'm. Did you hit your head <laughs> a couple times? <laughs> uh, be like that. Yeah, I don't even remember a lot of last night. We, you know what else is gnarly? Those are your words. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, we're gonna cut that part. Out. <laughs> <laughs> Lasting thoughts. Mm. Do you guys think that nowadays with you know YouTube creating what? people are viewing as modern day celebrities do you think that because of that and because of the youtube algorithm and how everything works and how everything advances you have to make every part of your life public in order to reach that level where you would consider it to be fame i think i think there's a pretty decent chance that i would be able to answer this the best um i don't have any idea of what relevancy is like and I don't have any idea of what fame is like, obviously. My closest brush with fame was a few weeks ago, and we've discussed that a few times already. But basically, I think a lot of it is constantly publicizing things that happen in your life. Being an influencer means that you're posting at least once a day on Instagram. You have to have several tweets out there, and if you are not getting the numbers, that's it. And I think for a lot of people too, it's the fact that not only do they do this like 24-7, they also manage to squeeze in an extra hour that the rest of us don't have, a 26th hour in a day. Or a 25th hour in a day. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, doesn't isn't the Earth technically, like isn't a full day almost 20, 25 hours? The rotation planet. Are you the one smoking today? <laughs> no, I'm not really. I'm not really good, smart. Anyway. These, these influencers, they manage to squeeze in like an extra hour or two that the rest of us don't have in a day where they then live a double life. You have all of the shit that they're seeing online or that we're seeing online constantly. The stuff that they're producing, their whole lives are worked into this. And a lot of the time with people like vloggers and influencers, it is their life being, you know, put out to us. But they still live stuff off camera. And like a lot of the time, when those things come out, it ends up causing scandal or whatever because you've seen these people be something for so long and it seems like that's all they are. And then more is, you know, more is released or more is uncovered and it just causes scandal and, and issues and problems. And I think as an influencer and all of this stuff, all these numbers and relevancy and the way that this all works, I think, yeah, you have to be producing constantly. You have to be releasing content constantly. And no matter what, you have to be transparent. Because in the end, like, if you're producing something and people are seeing it, they have this one tunnel vision view of what you are. And when more is released, it's just, you're like, who is this? This isn't the person that I've been viewing through this window for years. Because they don't really, like, realize that there's more that they can't see past that window there. There's a whole fucking life behind it. So I think that's my take. But nowadays it's impossible. To, it's almost impossible to stay relevant anyway. So like, why do it for the numbers? Are you asking? That was rhetorical. Okay, I thought so. <laughs> you just looked at me afterwards. So you posed it like a question. Yeah, no, no, rhetorical. But on that topic, I don't do this show for the numbers. 
I do it because I fucking love it. And I fucking love you guys. And I fucking love you guys at the table here. Thank you for coming on the show, Matt. I really appreciate it. It was great to have you. Thank you for having me. This was a blast, and I really appreciate it. This has been Welcome to the Frat House. I'm your host, Kieran Culleton. I'm your co-host, Ryan Culleton. Slow host, Gavin Menard. Special guest, Matthew Spargo. That's it, guys.